Gudari uh, is talking about how we meant to understand what Hashem does. We obviously can't understand Hashem Himself. We're holding by the CMS Sefer. In this print, that's the bottom of page 110. And he says like this. Uh, when we're talking about the fact that a person can't be massive, can't understand the Kodesh Baruch Hu, so he said it's a lack of light, which is too bright for a person to be able to stare at. So behold, like you buy the nigla, the first time you say, you buy it, it's too clear. Yeah, but nevertheless, it's the first time you say, ain't so bad a heroes and a voyeurs. Mr. Yisrochel of Israel. And that is the, the fact that there is a spiritual concept which can be understood about how Hashem relates to people. That's something which every Navi knew. Because the person by the Bar never, and they doesn't appear because it's something that they experience. Now, so that's for a Navi. For a Navi who is able to experience the connection to their Ruchnius, then, of course, once it's something that they were aware of, some which they felt, or come in contact with, so then, of course, that's the uh, first yes, it's, it's, uh, it's something we can't argue with. That's also what you always use as a proof that there was never, because people like to doubt it. Who said there was never? And really, the, who said, we have multiple witnesses. Every Navi who said that he was a Navi, that's that he saw a river. If you don't want to go that far back. So then uh, we have, like I said, the Shulchan Aruch wrote a book called uh, Shulchan Aruch had a Malach who spoke to him, a Magid he called him, and he wrote a book called Magid Meshar. And it's the same author who we trust in what Aruch tells us, a diary. On this day, the Malach came and told me the following. On this day, the Malach came and told me the following. Yeah. So it wasn't maybe the devil of the world, but the fact that a person could speak to a spiritual, spiritual entity. So we have professional life here. There is a, there is a, talks a lot about what he spoke to various neshamas and what they told him. More recently as well, the fact that there were people, more recent days, who claimed to have killed Leo and Mimela uh, had been able to speak to a non-physical entity. So with the evidence we have, even if we haven't experienced ourselves, and for sure, that was uh, like every evidence. When 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 we, we don't know because we've never been there, but uh, there's multiple witnesses to, who telling us that such a thing happens. Then of course we know that. But tachlisena may hakaris amitase. But for us, the tachlis of recognizing that it's Hashem, and as we know the Navi, and we aren't able to get to the level that we can connect to Hashem Himself. So for us, what we can recognize about Hashem. Like uh, the Shira Yukhadrat, that you never saw you, you don't know you, but based on the way you act, that's what we see Hashem, we see in his actions. And therefore, for us, if we answer to Nevo, so for us, the end point which we can recognize Hashem's Amis is Shinaka the Tivius Mashalai, Mashaim Basiba Mubumi Ratfan. We recognize things happen which have no natural reason, no explanation, explainable cause and effect. And in other words, we're seeing something which is obviously done by Hashem without a mahadach, which we see in the world, which could have brought it to happen. And if that's the case, So we can't blame this, we can't refer this to some physical occurrence because there isn't one. We can't say this is a result of some physical you know, principle which will have a nature in the world because we don't have such a, we don't have such a thing happening. And therefore we don't have to say it's a kaychalaki, which means something Hashem did. Which doesn't have a physical explanation, just like the Makasim, it's right. We can't find an explanation of how it happens that would make sense in the physical sense that these things can happen by within the realm or within the rules of nature. And therefore, we have to miyachas that it's not nature, it's Hashem. 
just like he quotes one of the philosophers, his name was Galinus, Kasha Amar Galinus, why? Because when you spoke about the Koyacha Mitzayah, the Koyacha Mitzayah is basically, well, the Mephoshim, I haven't learned Galinus inside what he was talking about, but the way the Mephoshim explained what he was trying to say. And that is that, let's say you take a seed. Uh, now, the, it, the seed has within it the DNA of a tree. Because if you plant a seed, it's going to grow the tree. And even if I have a number of seeds, and to me they look the same, I can't tell the difference. But if I plant them, I see that each one has a different kayak mutsayah, which means each one is going to come out a different a different tree. A different shape, different leaves, different fruit, different everything. Right? Which means that... Uh, it, it means that there's a, there's a certain kayak, which is, so to speak, inside the seed, which is going to develop into the tree. And that kayak, it's... it's Today we'll call it DNA. In other words, it's not something which is active in the seed. It's something which is like stored information in the seed. You're going to call it like that. That when we water it, and when it germinates, and it grows, and it takes the nutrients, and the sunlight, and whatever else it needs, then it's going to work according to that kayach mitzayah, according to that inner plane which determines what it's going to be. So he says, just like that, the what you water the plant, and what you cultivate the plant, isn't going to change what the plant is. What changes the plant is, is that original kayak mitzayah, which is inside of it. It's not that if I'm going to give it uh, hot water instead of cold water, you just kind of sell that, so that's going to change dramatically what the tree is going to turn out to be. That's all going to be the same. What's going to make the difference is what's with the encrypted, so to speak, in, uh, DNA or the information inside the seed. And you want to see there's the motion. Again, I haven't seen the original, but let me first explain what the Kazari wants from his side is what he says as a marshal to explain that the things in the world which I'll be tabba is like watering it and fertilizing it and giving it the nutrients, but the result is something which isn't only in the tabba. Why? Because that's totally on the like seed. There's a, so to speak, there's a kayachot here in the seed of what the seed is going to become. So similarly, when it comes to what Hashem does with people or things in the world, so then there's a, the, the physical factors aren't res, don't cause the result. The physical factors, which could be the same by a number of different people, will have different results in each person. Because there's a, there's a system within which each person wants them to do or to become. And it's not, it's not a result of the physical things which, so to speak, uh, brought the person to that stage. That's uh, the one point. Now, the next point. In other words, the Gemara says it's ready. It just says in some words. And the Gemara says that ain't There's no one who is a craftsman like Hashem. Where, where do we see the greatness of Hashem's craftsmanship, the beauty of His creation? So the last of the Gemara is because Hashem is tsar, tsar tsar. Hashem creates one form in another one, which means that Hashem creates a person from a person. And now the chiddush is like this: it's not just a photocopy machine. If it would be, it would be a carbon copy of whatever was there before. So something which is produced the same of itself. Whereas if Hashem can create one person inside another, it's completely different to the other. So then it means it's the factors of the mother don't create the child. Because it's, otherwise the child should be the same as the mother. And if the child is very different, it means that there's a kayak which is determining that the, the, what the child is going to be, which isn't based on the mother. Otherwise it would be a, a repetition or at least something which is a continuation of the mother. And it's not. Which basically means... What you're proving is that there's a chedek of a person 
which really defines a person. Defines the nature, defines the personality, defines the strengths and weaknesses, which is not part of what they get from their parents. Because otherwise, it would, just like the DNA, which makes up the physical part of the person, is a connection of the DNA strands of the father and the mother. So that if that's the case, then all the parts of the person should really be a chedek of or a, a, a continuation of the united, so to speak, uh, strengths united of the father and the mother. And it's not like that. The child's a different person. And the child could have a personality very different to his parents. Or have different areas of where he is, which his parents don't have. And the raya is that therefore you see that just like cultivating the seed is not going to make the plant what it is, it's what's bad in the seed, the koyach inside the seed. Same thing, what makes the person, the child, develop into who he is and the adult is going to become is the nefesh Hashem put in the child. And that's not dependent on the parent. You know, always ask the question of, is the person the result of his nature or how he's brought up? So, maybe philosophers or psychologists like to argue about it, but I'll be the tenor. It's true that a person's upbringing is going to influence him very strongly. But provided what makes the difference to what the person is, is the nefesh Hashem gave him. Because the, 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 the nefesh Hashem gives a person comes with various strengths and various weaknesses and various areas where he has to attack in himself and various uh, qualities Hashem is giving him to work with. And that's going to define who the person is. But doesn't genetics play a strong role? Genetics play a role in physical things to the person. But even in intelligence? Now, oh. So now the question is, there's a mission for Ikarvis. The mission says that there's seven things a father is mezaki his children. A father bequeaths to his children, besides for many. But it says looks, and it says age, and it says chachma. And these things are all things which are some kind of a yerusha, some kind of a legacy, which uh, if a father has, leads to his children as well. But then again, most of these things are physical things. Even if you're going to talk about physical characteristics with a person's body, which are useful in other areas, but the man said something physical. Whereas to say that a person bequeaths good to his children, or you're surrounded his children, or whatever other area we're going to talk about in Ruchnitz, that's not true. You find that something a person has to, basically it's based on the nature and the midas and the, 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 the nefesh, really, Hashem gave the person. So within the child, we see this demonstration of an area of something which isn't physical. A concept of something which is, we see the development of something Ruchni, so to speak, was alongside alongside the Gashmi. Because when it comes to a seed, so it's a physical thing, and you can say that within this seed is the whole, so to speak, uh, DNA of what the tree, what the seed is going to produce, what the tree is going to become. But if you look at the person, you don't see in the cells of the baby the nephesh that he's going to get. Maybe you can see the physical characteristics he's going to have, that yes. But to see that the, what, what, what middles he's going to have and what strength he's going to have, that, that's... That, you can't see it there. That's something separate, which is an element which Hashem gives to a person, and we understand. That's why it's meant to be like that. The Gemara says it's in Nidland, the Flamme of Grace. The Gemara says, the time of conception, the Malach takes uh, basically the, 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 the first few cells which form the person to Hashem and say, what ne- who's he, what's he going to be? Is he going to be like this? Is he going to be like that? Is he going to be wealthy? Is he going to be poor? Is he going to be wise? Is he going to be stupid? Is he going to be uh, uh, have certain middles, other middles? Whatever the area is going to be, because those are things which aren't dependent on the parents' contribution to the child, it's dependent on what Hashem gives the child. <coughs> That's more important for us. And that we can see an element which doesn't look with nature. So we're looking to see where do we see Hashem's creation, even today. Because I just thought it's a lesson. We see Hashem's creation today in the creation of a new child. 
Because in the new child, it's not just a carbon copy of the parents. It's someone different. And if someone has, who, who my parents acquired is very different to the parents, it's someone new. And Bama says this is a, a deep understanding in the Gemara. And the Gemara says that that, that uh, each person is here the whole world. Each person is considered a whole world. But that means that each the creation of each person is similar to the creation of the whole world. And the end of creation is the newness. The, 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 the uniqueness of the person is the new creation. That's one area where we can see something which is definitely Hashem is doing because we can't... Uh, we can't necessarily uh, justify and explain it that this is the genetic, so to speak, continuation of his parents. Isn't it that it's the same by animals, though? You don't find that every animal is different in, its, in their natures. Mm-hmm. An animal doesn't have that level of a rech like a person does. And so therefore we can say about animals much more physical creation and then it's going to be based on the DNA of its parents. stronger and braver cats and weaker and meeker cats. And Those are physical things. And uh, I don't know, I would, I would venture to say, I can't prove this, but it could be that the stronger cat is the child of a stronger cat, and the weaker cat is the child of a weaker cat. I don't know. It's, uh, if it's something which is a physical characteristic, and therefore the, the parent animal was a stronger one, it could be the child will be stronger too. Just like that, that kind of genetics works for people too. A tall father will have a taller son. A, 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 a stronger father will have a stronger son. It's a, if, it, if it's something which has physical characteristics of height or the, the, mass, the muscles, the mass or the bone density, whatever it's going to be of a person. So these things are hereditary. That's true. Maybe, maybe about cats it's the same. If you're talking about the person's midas, which is not hereditary, then we see the element which is introduced into the child which wasn't by the parents. Don't we say Kahadim or Rakhzanim and a certain family, you know, that they're going to say have these characteristics and that character. Are there certain characteristics that are also hereditary in terms of Nidas? We have the kind of Zrizidim, Kahadim, you know. The fact that the Kahadim was Zrizidim doesn't necessarily mean hereditary. It could be just avoid it. It did make each generation in terms of Zrizidim too. Then the Kura that Mamzerim have certain bad mirrors. So then again, it doesn't feel hereditary because each one of them is a Mamza. So that's the nature of the Nefesh of a Mamza. It's in all this in the same category. You say generous families, you say it's all just that it's nature. Your families, you know. Or is it environment? It's a masking. It's not nature, you know, naturally. I mean, I don't. I, I, before the Ross said it, I wouldn't have thought that way. I would think that, you know. Every child has also the midas of some of their parents, or some of the midas of their parents. One sees in their own family, you know, this child takes after this parent and that, and this child takes after. It's not just the. Uh, there's a chalik There's a chalik which is different too, which means it's not just the product of heredity. It's more of a uniqueness. It's more of a uniqueness. Now, why would Hashem necessarily make a child's midas very similar to the parents' midas? I mean, it's, it's, it, besides anything else, it's a logical thing to do, because then the child will understand the parent. I mean, the parent will understand the child better, and if the parent's been the same root and had the same struggles, or has the same koyches, he'll know how to direct the child better. So even without anything else, it would make sense 
that if Hashem had to give a, a child to a certain family, we give a child who can can is best suited to learn from the parents Hashem is giving him. But like I said, it doesn't have to be like that. Because if, if it would be based on the parents, then it would have to be only based on the parents. Just like when we talk about DNA. You can never, I mean, the, the child will be a mixture, but you'll never find a new strand of DNA in the child you don't find in the parents. That's how they're trying to prove who the parents are. If you find a, a, a DNA chalik in the child, which is by either parent, it means that one of them isn't the parent. Because it can't come from nowhere. But by Midas, we do find that. And therefore, we have to say that here is an element which isn't just totally the parents. The Gemara says in Ida that there are three shuts in a person, and one of and Akash Baruch was the third shutaf. Right. So anything that comes from the neshama right. could be something that doesn't come from either parent. Exactly, exactly, and that's the right that there's a. As I said, we want to see a bria chadash even today. That we see a bria chadash. Now, the other way we see um, HaKadosh Baruch doing things is miracles. Miracles which we can't see a reason for, or it's a change in the nature of something, and or a change in the way things work, or creation of new things which don't have a plan, don't have a trick, don't have a system of how it came about. So here also, whenever we see a nest, and we don't see any way that the nest could have happened, we see something which is beyond the possibility of nature to accomplish, so we see a nice this we see less today, because doesn't like the other miracles, but if we look in our history, we talk about the Nisim of Mitzrayim, for example, so then we see all the, this element of something which is uh, in the ghetto of a Nis, because we see something, a change in the world, which there isn't explanation for, or there isn't a means how it could have come about. Now, by the way, he says, that's the difference between uh, Nisim and witchcraft. But the difference between Moshe Rabbeinu and everybody brought about Nisim and what the sorcerers and the wizards and the other uh, uh, magic workers of Egypt could do with their incantations or with their sorcery. Why? Because <laughs> if we try to find out like how they did the things they did, I'll be Keshuf, I'll be the sorcery. They would have found the trick. In other words, all everything they do is is heavily, it's all meaningless. It's an act which is basically an act of deception. When you go to check up on them, they fall apart. If you go to check on them, you're going to find out they did it, you'll have it. Then you'll see that they're nothing. There's no real miracle taking place. Whereas, what's done by Moshe Rebbeinu, the more you check up with it, we will see that it's, it's, it's like pure gold. And, and this is the uh, Kazari's taking sides here, the very famous Makhlaq between the Rishonim. The essay is between the Rambam and the Ramban, but really there are some Rishonim who take positions in that Makhlaq. And that is, what was sorcery? What was the, what, what were the, the, the stargazers and the magicians of Egypt able to do? Was there a real Koyach? That they were using and that they were doing things real um, through some kind of negative spiritual energy or was it just an optical illusion a sleight of hand that they made things look like they were happy but they didn't really in other words let's, let's explain the question a little bit better 
iron comes to the buyer and iron throws a stick on the ground and it turns into a snake. And then all the Khatum and Mitzrayim take the sticks and throw them on the ground and they become snakes. Now the question is, did that really happen? Was that snake a snake? And now it had the body of a snake and had blood like a snake and breathed like a snake and ate like a snake? Well, no. They just managed to make the stick right on the ground and it looked like a snake because they could, they could make things look a certain way. But it didn't really become a snake. It was a stick. But if you make a stick, like, move around in a certain way, then it looks like a, looks like a snake. So what is actually happening? What was Keshav? Was Keshav just uh, being able to fool people and make, them, make things look like that they were taking place? In other words, it says something by the blood. That Moshe Rabbeinu turned all the water of Moshe into blood. The Chatzim will do that too. We'll make blood too. It really was blood or it looked like blood? In other words, what, what, how far did the Kayach HaKeshav go? So this, is, this seems to be like this. I mean, it is. It's not like Shushani. Between the, uh, the, if Kishif was just, like it brings a pasuk, Masit HaToyim, it was a, it was a, a deception. They're making you think something which actually hadn't really changed in essence. It was just, it, it gave the appearance of being looking different to what it was before. And uh, but that's what he says. If you're going to find out about it, you'll find that there's nothing. Because there's really, nothing really happened. Nothing really happened. And uh, we can talk about other kinds of Keshav like that also. Uh, that is, the person couldn't actually create a new a new Bria with Keshav. What Keshav could do is it could either give them information or they had the ability to make things look a certain way or appear a certain way, but it wasn't the reality that actually became like that. And what Keshav couldn't, didn't have that much power. That's the one Ahalach. And Adam Ahalach is not. There are Kayachasatam in the world, and if a person has connected to them, then they could really do things. And the Keshav was real. Um, whichever way it's going to be, it's not like this. The Kazaria clearly takes the side that Keshav wasn't real. And that's why it says the difference between what the sorcerer could do and what Moshe could do is Moshe, the more you check up on it, the more you find that it actually happened. There was no Keshav involved. There wasn't something which uh, was, so to speak, was seemed to fool people or seemed to mislead people. It was a reality. Whereas by the Khatsami, the more you check up on them, so you find nothing really happened. There's no, there's, no, there's no truth to what they claim to have done. It's just a way of, of so to speak, of feeling people with what they do. That's what the Kuzari learns as well, and that's why it says that the difference between when we see something as a Maisa Hashem, we see that it's, it's, a, that it's a, nice, a change of nature which is real, which actually happens. And whereas we see, when we see something happens through Keshav, so then we don't see that, that real change, we, say, we see appearance. Now, if, like I said, it's a student of days and showing that the Kazari says the day that they, that they couldn't really do anything was just Mesa Keshav. So I mean, let's ask the question. There's some things which you can't you can't make up. You can't um, give the appearance of it if it didn't happen. Could Keshav ever do that? So for example, to change from one thing into a different thing, or to get people to get punished, or whatever it's going to be, that Keshav could do. Never a problem. But to create something new which didn't exist before. Is that in the realm what Keshav can do? In other words, here you can't say it's just a, it's not a reality. If it was created, it is a reality. So for example, could Keshav create a baby? No, we don't find it ever. Because the Chara, that's not something which you can give, give a false appearance to. You can make people believe it's something that is not. There's certain things Keshav can't do because there's certain things which uh, aren't in the realm of something which could be that 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 that, that uh, so to speak the facade that you're presenting it's most green and then that's the case it wasn't the realm of Keshav to do it could also be that's in the Kura of why Keshav could work as something smaller than this, like the Pazak says 
that they couldn't bring the kin in, they couldn't bring the lines because they were too small. And they couldn't bring the was it's too small to see the difference if you want to look at something else. So that either is or it isn't. So that's okay, so you can't you can't use a slate of hand, you can't make it look like something else. But that people have to be able to see it. And once you can't see the difference, then it doesn't it doesn't work Kishif. Here and that the Mahalakh that Ghazari text, like we said the Ram also does, that his Kishif wasn't reality. It was a uh, presenting a, a false facade for things. And that's why it doesn't line up with the Vur, which is the Mahamis, which is the truth. I go and just finish with this. One of the, the obviously the Rai we have to the Torah, the Rai we have to them the Emis of the the, the, of what we do is the revelation of Tzina. Because there's no way in the world that such a thing could be invented. Like you always talk about. And people always ask the question, no, what? Maybe Mesha brought it to Rikishaf. How do you know? Everyone saw it, everyone heard it. Maybe it was all a tremendous fireworks display of Kishaf. And because of that, that's what made people to, people believe what they saw, but it wasn't really reality. And the answer is, there's not something Kishaf can do. It's very simple. How do you know? Because you know, all the Makash in the world never could do anything like that. Kishav doesn't mean a person could do miracles. Kishav means there are certain areas where they could use Kishav to, let's say, to mislead people, to make them think something. But there are certain things Kishav can't do. And that's okay, since being Matan Terror is way out of the realm where Kishav can do, that wouldn't be an option. It must be it was a nice initium, which is what the proof Hashem wanted us to see.